Boise State, Boise State's an excellent team um, in every way, shape, and form. Obviously, they've had a tremendous season um, in both league play and in non-conference play. Um, they're very well coached um, and have incredible talent. I mean, um, they are, they're as deep a team as we've played all year. Um, they're as versatile as team, a team that you're going to find um, in the entire country. I mean, they have a lot of skilled guys that really understand the game and know how to play, and they play for each other. And they just put a lot of pressure on you with uh, the things that they run on the, on the offensive end. And, you know, you got guys that can um, play one through five on their team. They've really, I feel like, gotten a good boost here. ACOT is playing fantastic. And um, obviously, he, you know, he was eligible at the semester time. Derek Alston is a preseason player of the year. Uh, at 6'9", and, you know, he's always been a very good player. He's an excellent player last year, and I feel like he's taken his game to a different level. He, he looks very um, – he's really improved his body physically. He's, he's just much thicker playing within, shooting it at such a high level um, for them. Key Jab, I feel like, is one of the most improved players in the league. Um, just, you know, he had a tough thing coming in at semester time as well last year, but just looks really, really comfortable out there. Shaver's a guy that can really, really get it going. Obviously, uh, was an elite scorer at Portland and is playing really well. ACOT, obviously, he's played his, his last three, four games. has been unbelievable. Um, Dutrieve does so many things for them, playmaking-wise. R.J. Dennis, <laughs> uh, Aggie fans know, and boy, as, as Bronco fans know, what he can do, and we saw it firsthand last year, uh, specifically up at their place. And then Armas is, I mean, his last five games, he's getting double, averaging double digits and over five offensive boards a game. And he's a physical enforcer type of guy. Um, uh, I know Coach Rice is the best defensive center, center he's had in quite some time. And, and it shows when you watch film. So, and Max Rice has had a heck of a season as well. So, like, I know it kind of went through most of the guys that are, that are playing, but that's the type of things they can do. And then they're just really well coached, um, can do a lot of different things on the defensive end. They're the number one offense in the Mountain West uh, in points scored and number two in field goal percentage at 47.5%. So um, we'll have our work cut out for us. We're excited to play. I'm so happy that, you know, all of our guys that are testing have tested negative and their whole team has tested negative. So it's just exciting to play. We've had one game in 22 days. Um, you know, as of tomorrow, um, it really has felt like almost like training camp in back in October again. And in a lot of ways, it feels like our, we're getting ready for our first game. It's been an, a year of inequity, and that's just how it, uh, it's been. We've known that from day one. So we're excited for the opportunity to play a very good Boise State team. And with that, we'll open it up for questions. Coach uh, Alex Vehar with the Salt Lake Tribune. Nice to nice to see you again. Obviously, with uh, a lot to talk about in terms of Boise and, and sort of the unintentional layoff. But I have to start here. Uh, uh, your AD uh, John Hartwell about a week ago on a radio show mentioned that uh, a little bit before the new year he had signed you to a contract extension. So I wanted to know if uh, you can speak on that. Yeah, um, I don't remember when exactly it was, but yeah, it was, I think, in December or November when it got finalized or whatever. But obviously, we had been in talks for a while about some things, and and um, and I don't know, I don't even remember the specifics offhand, but I believe it, it's after this year, it'll be five more years on, in terms of the contract. 
and uh, we're excited about it. We love Utah State. Um, it's been an amazing place for my family. Um, not to get too much into it, but my family and I have been, my wife and I, Darcy, have been married for 25 years, and um, and we have four kids. My oldest boy, Landon, is a sophomore at Utah State, and uh, and we got a Brady's a junior in high school. Carson's a ninth grader. My daughter's a fifth grader. So it's been a great move for our family. We love it here. It's a tremendous league. And uh, we're, we're surrounded by amazing people and have been in this profession for a long time, 25 years at every level, the NAI level, D2 level, and various levels of Division One, whether it's high major, mid major, and low major. And it's, this has been just a phenomenal place um, to live and a great experience. And so we're sure excited um, to continue this journey at Utah State. Hey, Coach Isaac Draxler of 24-7 Sports. Did you have any time that you, that you couldn't practice, or has this whole time been kind of as normal practicing and everything? No, we've been going the whole time. Uh, well, I mean, we've been practicing. Obviously, we've had some off days, um, but we've been going. You know, we, we got back from Fresno, and um, we were off Sunday, and, and Monday we, we were in practice preparing for um, Wyoming. We thought everything was a go on Sunday from the, from the info that I had ha had, but again, things change and, and you got to adjust. We told the guys after, uh, I think it was after practice on Monday that we thought this was probably going to happen. And, um, and it did. So we, we, we've talked all year with our guy, our, our guys are, it's a really tight knit group, even though we are very young, um, but our upperclassmen have done a good job. You know, we have two seniors, four juniors, and those, those guys have done a good job of just staying level-headed, level never get too high, never get too low. We'd even talk, you know, we had a good stretch there where we were getting our games in, right? I mean, obviously we had the shutdown in December, and, you know, uh, we had some guys miss a couple games in December, and, I, of course, I missed the BYU game and our non-D1 game, Um and we could have we could have chose not to play. I suppose I think we had that opportunity, but we wanted to play. And um, but we knew there was going to be these types of things. Our women missed three games um, in January. I think it was in January one one in Feb or in December. And we just have told our guys all year like every day is a blessing and every opportunity to play and never take it for granted um, because you just don't know. And we found that for, out firsthand at Fresno and. And obviously last week. And so um, that's why I say we told our guys in film today, you know, when we got the word back that we all tested negative and Boise all tested negative that, that, you know, we're going to be able to play unless some unforeseen circumstance happens um, for tomorrow's night's games. And then we'll all test again on, on what day Thursday and see what happens. Coach, is there any uh, chance of, uh, rescheduling any of these games that were lost or those coming you were at the end of the season. And then also um, have you started thinking about positioning for, um, you know, the NCAA tournament and what you have to do when the goals set ahead? I mean, you went out, I guess that's the easiest way to get in, but have you thought about um, uh, what, what it's going to take to get into the big dance? So the first, the first question with the rescheduling, I know there's talk about it right now within the league office. Um, we don't know anything in terms of, um, concrete like you know are we going to be able to reschedule fresno are we going to be able to schedule reschedule um wyoming obviously the league built in those 
10 days or whatever it might be for that ability to do that. I think, you know, and so hopefully we can, um, but we don't know any specifics with that. I think we'll know a lot more um, next week. I think we'll know a lot more next week, but again, you know, was it yesterday? I don't even remember, but I know obviously Nevada and Colorado state are not playing, you know, are not to look ahead, but our last series is against Nevada. So like what, you know, there's just so many things that are unknown. You can, I've really chosen, and I try to do this anyway in my life. I'm not going to waste time thinking about things that I have no control over, right? Because you just end up, what do you end up doing? You waste a lot of time. And we got enough to worry about with our team, um, with our, with the circumstances that we've had here in the last three weeks. I got enough things to worry about. So I just choose to lock into what I can try to somewhat control or influence. And that's help our team be the best that we can be um, because we, and then, and then getting nightmares of watching Boise state play. So like, I got enough things to worry about. And then with the NCAA tournament, I've always taken the motto, like, you know, if you're good enough, you'll get in. If you're not good enough, you're not going to get in. And that's just how it is. Like you can't sit there and I'm not, we're our team and I'm not going to myself as a coach, I'm not going to try harder uh, because we've lived on the bubble for three straight years. We've literally been on the bubble for three straight years. So what am I going to do? Like, I, I like to think that we're going to try as hard as we can every game out. No matter who we're playing, let's be where our feet are at and be the best that we can be tonight. Let's be the best that we can be today in practice. Let's be the best that we can be tomorrow against Boise. And if we're good enough, then we're good enough. And if we're not, then we're not. And you can't control what VCU is doing or whatever other teams are out there. I literally have no control over that. So I don't waste any time looking at how did this team do tonight? How did that? It doesn't change how I approach the day. Let's be the best that we can be today. If we're good enough to make the NCAA tournament, we're good enough. If we're not, we're not. And, but I know we have a golden opportunity in front of us and Boise State's got a golden opportunity in front of us. But anytime we can play a game, it's truly a golden opportunity to put your best foot forward. Hey, Coach RJ Salveson. Uh, Coach Leon Rash was very complimentary about your guys' bench and what they've been able to do for you guys. Can you talk about Boise State's bench and what stands out to you about them? Uh, uh, they're deep and they're really, really talented. I mean, you got a guy, you know, Emmanuel Acott, last um, – I, I, I might confuse these. I think it was going into the second Nevada game. It might have been the first one, though, um, was shooting roughly 18 or 19% from the three. And, and now – and I got their stats right in front of me. And if you saw that, I don't remember if it was the first game or the second game, but he makes three threes in the first half. And he's coming off ball screens firing like he's one of the best shooters in the country. I mean, and a lot of that is just getting used to – you know, he hadn't played for a year and a half. And so – you know, there was a game he played the five. He was basically like their five man. And now last weekend, he's playing a ton of point guard. And, of course, he played at an AU program in Utah with XM Elite, like fantastic program. And, obviously, we've gotten to develop a great relationship with them. And ACOT was at Arizona. And, you know, some, it, sometimes it's just not the right fit. And he found a great fit. And he's a high-level dude. I mean, he's a five-star out of high school. And so um, – uh, there's a reason for that. And so now you look at his numbers I mean, he's shooting 42% from the three. I mean, I think that tells you a lot about, about him. And 
I mean, he, he's such a good player. And Dutrieve, another Arizona transfer who, again, missed some time just because of the timing of the transfer and your year out. And that guy's an elite athlete. He's a high-level basketball player. And another guy that shoots the three, he's su he has such a burst and a great feel with the ball. He can just make so many plays for so many different people. And then they all, those guys have the versatility to play so many, to play, to guard, you know, ACOT can guard anybody on the floor and Dutrieff can guard one through three without an, without an issue. Max Rice, you can just see his improvement <clears throat> from last year to, to this year. And, and they just have so many guys. It's just hard to, to play everybody like, you know what I mean? And every game is a different entity, but he's shooting it at a high level and, Hasn't shot it quite as well here the last couple of games, but obviously he's proven that he can do that. He's a high IQ guy, really understands the game, the way he plays, the old adage, like he's a coach's kid, and that's easy to see, um, you know, on the floor uh, from that respect. So, uh, and then the Milner kid had a good weekend last weekend, right? They played big, big all weekend, and he, and he played well. So, they, they, they can just kind of, okay, your turn, your turn. And they have so much versatility to play. Like I said uh, in the opening, um, they have so much versatility to play guys in so many different positions and play so many different lineups. And that's said it my whole life. That's what good teams have. He's and they have Coach Al here. Uh, I got to ask you about these. Uh, every game is a different game. Every season is a different season. The last two years you've been at Boise for games. I mean, you win one where maybe maybe you shouldn't have won, and then you should have won last year and you didn't win. Your thoughts on the last two years? Well, I think both teams have been good the last two years. And, and um, you know, two years ago, I think we were down five with whatever it was, 30 seconds to go, and we found a way to get it to overtime, and we're fortunate to win. And last year, they were able to do that. Um, and so that's basketball. When you do this long enough, those things happen. Um I do think that game is what really helped uh, as disappointing as it was uh, the game at their place. Um, I think that really helped us get our act together. Not, you know, not that it was crazy bad, but I think we all had to really look internally uh, to figure out what we we're trying to do and, 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 and sacrifice some things that maybe we weren't all in on doing in terms of our role, uh, our role definition of what we were trying to do. So, you know, it seems like, um, in my limited time here, I've only been here two years, but every game has come down to the wire. Our game at home came down to the last two minutes of the game uh, as well, or minute of the game, quite frankly. And so um, that's what happens when you have talented teams. Um, you know, like I said earlier, they're very well coached. And so they're the type of team that doesn't beat itself. And, um, and so to beat them, you got to beat them. Hey, Coach, uh, B.J. Rains with the Idaho Press newspaper up in Boise. Um, I know Boise State was looking to move the games to a different arena to get some fans and stuff, and and now they just announced this morning they're going to get 900 fans uh, into Extra Mile Arena tomorrow night. Uh, what are your thoughts? It'll be their first game all year with fans, so you have to expect the 900 is going to sound like a packed house probably. Yeah, I mean, it, uh, I literally just started, literally walked out of practice and, and came up here and did a, a Zoom right before, and uh, obviously they'll be pumped. They'll be excited. It is, you know, it's such a, it's just so, you know, when you watch film on last year's games and you see, you know, when we were at Boise, it was a full house. It was a great atmosphere there. Certainly when we played 
Boise at our place last year. It was Wayne Estes night, and we had the throwback uniforms, and it's just so such a different world seeing that kind of environment. So, um, you know, there'll be obviously it'll be different, and but I think exciting for everybody involved, and it will those. I don't know what you said, how many people, but it'll feel like times 10 uh, in terms of that atmosphere. So it'll be, uh, uh, it should be an exciting uh, spirit and atmosphere. I know you've had the 15, 1600 for your home games. Have you guys played any road games with fans yet? Um, no, uh, we were, because South Dakota was our non-conference and they, I think a week before, or, you know, four or five days before they decided not to have fans. And, and then in our league, we haven't um, experienced that. So um, it'll be different. But you know what? Every game, it's just everything about this is different. You walk in the Thomas and Mac Arena and you have an 18,500-seat venue, you know, an NBA venue, and there's literally not even 100 people in that arena. And that's just really just such a weird, you know, different vibe. And so – We've obviously you've experienced it. Everybody on this call has experienced it. Our team has experienced it. I think the team that brings their own energy, um, you know, in terms of on the bench and on the floor um, has tended to have an advantage all year. And obviously you watch the bench of Boise State all year and they brought great juice and great energy. It's easy to see on film. And I think our, our team has done the same for the most part all year as well. Coach, can you give me a quick rundown on just the, the things that you feel like you have to do well in this game to win? I mean, transition seems like a huge thing against Boise State because they like to play fast if they can. Yeah, twofold with that. They got they do a great job. They're so fast with the ball. Um, every one of those guys is is a fast athlete. And obviously, um, um, Armas is a big dude, but he's got good feet. He's got good feet um, east and west, and he's got good feet north and south. He's got a high, high motor. So when you have a big that can run like that, and then all of their their perimeter guys um, run. And I say perimeter, including Key Jab, who's like the four-man, but like, so to speak. But they are fast. They're athletic. They do a good job. It feels like when they turn te- teams over, they make you pay. It just feels like anytime they get a turnover, um, they're getting a dunk on the other end, or it's basically a catastrophic turnover, like a pick six. And so that'll be big. We got to, you know, they're so good in transition. They have so many weapons. Uh, we got to handle the ball. Uh, I feel like the last couple of games, we've been on much better at that. Um, um, but that's an area we got to do a good job with is handling their length and their athleticism and not allow our offense to be their best offense. And then we got to be able to, you know, both teams, they're a good offensive rebounding team. Uh, they're a good rebounding team, period as are we. So rebounding will be a big facet of, of the game. Of course, a big part of rebounding is how well you guard. So, you know, you got to, when you guard, you got to be able to force them to miss some shots. They're going to make a lot of tough shots. And we've, we've told our guys that you, there's going to be times we can test them perfectly and they're still going to make that play. Um, But you just got to be able to bounce back and, and have the willpower to make the next play. And they have just so many weapons that way. So we got to, eliminate them to one and done. And, and, uh, and that's a hard thing to do, but we just got to be able to guard them the best that we can and understand when they have different lineups out there, what they're trying to accomplish um, on the floor, because, because of their versatility, they are, 
Uh, they just put you in a lot of difficult positions on the defensive end. Coach, you mentioned earlier that this upcoming game against Boise is the first one in 22 days or, you know, three weeks, essentially. Uh, how frustrating has it been not to be able to play games and just kind of how how do you envision uh, um, mitigating possible the possible rust factor because it's been so long since you guys have, have competed? Well, it's certainly reality, and you just got to deal with it. You know, we've tried to, in practice, um, change up the stimulus, do some different things while still working on some, you know, tightening up, um, you know, certain things on the offensive end, obviously defensively, um, tightening up some schemes that maybe we haven't worked on for a while or just need to be better at. Uh, We've told our guy, like, it's hard. It's it's easy, you know, it's hard to stay sharp, it, but to stay sharp, you have to really be locked in mentally um, to what's going on in practice. You know, when we played at, at Boise a year ago, uh, we were 15 and four, or we were 14 and five, just like we are today. The difference is we were three and three in league play and not 11 and two. And it's just bizarre that we played the same number of games, but obviously, you know, twice as many conference games, more than twice as many conference games. But we, we'll, we're, you're always trying to stay sharp uh, and avoid rust. I'm sure we're going to show some rust, but that's just part of the deal. So we do, we'll put our best foot forward and, and, and see what happens against these guys. Anything else for Coach? Yeah, one last question, if I may. Um, Coach, and I know that you like to say, you know, um, you guys want to be the best team every day and kind of you're not – uh, too much of a looking forward type of coach. Um, but th- these games against Boise are huge. They're, you know, they were, they've been at the top of the league for basically the entire season. And last you know, week or so, you guys have been back and forth with Boise playing some games, winning some, losing some. How much more important and impactful are these two games in terms of possibly winning the whole league for you guys? Well, obviously, they're two, I think they're two very good teams. Um, it's still one game. Like it all counts. I mean, if we hadn't beaten San Diego state, you know, in one of those games, we're not in this position. If we would have lost to New Mexico, we're not in this position. If, if, if we would have beat, if we would have swept UNLV, we'd have more of a cushion. So they all count the same, obviously. And I know reporters and fans, and, you know, I know that's not a sexy thing to say, but it's the facts. And so, but it is this, these games, you know, could have a lot of postseason ramifications, uh, can mean a lot for winning the regular season title and seeding, but nobody has a crystal ball. Nobody knows how many more games we're even going to get in. So at the end of the day, like you said, Alex, and I know we're going to try to put our best foot forward, play our best game uh, in game one against Boise. And if we get to play game two, hopefully we can do the same. So should be a great contest. It's two very good teams going at it. Both fan bases are going to be super excited to watch the games and um, and we'll just see what happens. Okay, everybody, we'll wrap it up with that. Appreciate your uh, 